Hello and welcome everyone to episode 147 of the AppDVs podcast. I'm your host Chris Rogers and this week's episode will focus on the AppTerra news for the period between January 14th and January 20th, 2024, which will be about my thoughts on the Accelerator program. Hello everyone, I hope that you all had a great week. This week's episode is going to be focused entirely on the Accelerator program and specifically my my thoughts on that. And this is following a pretty big update on, well, I guess the crossing of a threshold and a key milestone in the progress and and the, the fundraising amounts for that program. You know, I haven't discussed it, you know, focused on it too much other than giving updates here and there when they've spoken about it. You know, but as of this recording, January 21st, there are only 147 slots left on the leaderboard, and it has raised over $30 million in funding. In fact, I believe they crossed the $30 million threshold sometime last week, sometime when they had around 160 or 170 slots left. And so, it, and to provide a little bit more context, on how quickly these remaining slots are being filled up. There were 500 spots left on December 2nd when I posted episode 141. So we've just gone six quick episodes, um, about a month and a half, and they've already gone through about 350 slots and and, and counting. And, And I feel like, I think when I woke up this morning, there were 148 slots. I feel like if I wake up tomorrow morning, uh, I don't know how quickly those are going, but it's it seems that the 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 program is um, you know I'm gonna put on my my CSI Miami sunglasses accelerating, and it goes without saying that this program has been an unmitigated success for Aptera, and it's also a testament to the unique level of support from reservation holders. Aptera enthusiasts, uh, wherever they are around the the globe, I, I believe the top investor or the the first slot right now is held by someone from Singapore. I think that I think they might have two of the 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 top three slots, or the number one and the number three slot. I think they might be, or the the, the whoever it is has the the person has the same initials for those two slots. Um, so, but I'm, I'm assuming that's the, the same person. And, um, I think that Sarah Hardwick, uh, Aptera's, uh, chief, uh, chief communications officer and others of Aptera, they've stated this or, and they've alluded, or they've at the very least alluded to this, but the levels of interest, enthusiasm, and online engagement that Aptera sees is far and beyond what other comparable I think pretty much every other electric vehicle startup, but any other comparable company, it's far beyond what they have experienced. And, and the fact that they've received over 45,000 pre-orders as, as well, it, I'm not sure exactly where they are as of, as of today, but that's already proof of that statement. That's a huge number. But the fact that they've been able to crowdfund so much and, and that's allowed them to keep progressing is just a, a very impressive feat that that I think should be acknowledged. And so given this unprecedented success, I asked myself, you know, and, and the way that Aptera has been able to use this, why other electric vehicle startups 
why haven't they done something similar? You know, the the whole fundraising and and cash crunch and the, the need to raise money to get into production, that's such a critical step that so many companies get tripped up, up along the way. And you know, I think I've, I've seen... I've seen um, companies offer basically you can purchase the entire car outright, but they haven't done something like this accelerator program where they've auctioned off the first delivery slots. And so why haven't they done that? And I think there are a few explanations that when you look at it, you look at Aptera as a company and you look at other electric vehicle manufacturers, it becomes pretty transparent or, or, or pretty clear why they haven't been able to do it. The first one I, I actually kind of tipped my hand a little bit, is that Aptera has been a uniquely transparent company about the development process, about what's going on since going back to the reveal back in 2019 through their regular webinars, the Aptera ambassadors, in-person events, and numerous visits and interviews that Aptera has done with a range of electric vehicle publications, with local news channels, as well as as popular and less popular social media channels, the door is always open for people to visit Aptera, to tour the facility, to ask questions of key team members, and to figure out what's, what's going on. And Aptera has provided a lot of information about what they're doing and why they're doing it. And that's not even counting the the separate presentations that they have done to investors when they when they've gone after institutional capital and they've gone after key partnerships to to bring these companies on and i don't mean to i'm not trying to punch down and i don't want to pick on sono motors and lightyear motors or elio motors all companies that 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 at some point got tripped up and and now they are they're basically no more they've gone defunct but if either of them, you just look at the transparency of Aptera, if either of them launched a similar program where, oh, you know, we're, we're auctioning off these, you know, these initial investment spots, I think that people would have balked at that suggestion. And that's because if you don't have regular communication um, that is that is letting people know exactly what you're doing, when the first time people hear from you in six months or 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 a year or 12 months besides a few social media posts is when you're saying hey you know uh, you supporters we'd like to request some money for an, an investment i think you you get a lot of justifiable skepticism you need that that there needs to be a relationship in place so that potential investors don't feel like they're just throwing their money away, or, or they know that if they're investing, what they're investing in. And Aptera has made it it clear. They made it clear as they transitioned to different types of, of composites, as they as they found these these new partnerships, as they as they moved from their initial prototype that they basically handmade to the alpha to the gamma, and now their discussion of the production intent models. And 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 you've been able to see. I mean, just you can. You don't have to go to their website. You can go to their YouTube channel and see the 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 update webinars where they explain exactly what they're they're doing and, and what's been going on. And you can figure out well, you can figure out what that company is. When a company like that asks for money, I think a lot of people answer the call because they're like, "Yes, I know what you're going to do with it." The second reason why Aptera is able to pull this off is that their entire business model is about reducing costs. In, in all facets, and, and that includes manufacturing. And the end result is that 
Aptera can always do more with less. It's sort of similar, this explanation, to why they've been able to integrate solar in their vehicle in, in that other electric vehicles don't put solar on their cars, you know, Fisker Ocean accepted, because it doesn't provide much of a practical benefit when you contrast that, especially when you contrast that with the development cost. I think the Prius Prime has solar panels, but if you're if it's giving you five miles over five days, like why would you go through the trouble of doing this? But Aptera does it because they've designed such an incredibly efficient vehicle that when they put solar panels on the roof, they get 40 miles of charging range per day if it's a it's a very sunny day. In fact, I mean, this was revealed. If you look at the old original prototypes before the company uh, went bankrupt back in 20, 2010, 2011, the original design of the Aptera, it didn't include solar panels. They only added them around this time because they, they realized that, well, actually, we set out to make a hyper-efficient vehicle, and a hyper-efficient vehicle is also suitable candidate for solar integration. And so in the same vein of doing more with less in terms of the energy consumption of the or electricity consumption of the vehicle, Aptera created the accelerator program with the goal of raising, you know, I, I think they were hoping to get around 10 to 15 million million dollars. And, you know, they, they've, they've drastically exceeded that. But for Aptera, 10 million dollars, you know, for a company that only needs a 100 million or so to get to market, that's a meaningful amount of money. It, you contrast that with an electric vehicle startup that needs a billion dollars in funding in a factory, you know, they're not going to ask customers to to put up some investments with the hopes of getting $10 million. Like $10, $10 million, you know, that Aptera raised, that wouldn't keep the lights on probably at Lucid or Rivian for, for a year or maybe even a half a year. But for Aptera, they, they, they nervously put out this program with the hopes of like, all right, we think that if we get this, we can keep working on production. And instead, they they raised you know three times the amount that they were hoping for, and that that's a that's a game changing amount of funding because Aptera overall, because of the way they designed the company, they just don't have the same kind of capital needs that other companies do. And the the last reason why, which very significant, why Aptera could do this sort of program and other electric vehicles might not. And and again, I don't want to I don't want to pick on on other electric vehicle startups that that personally I don't find as appealing in terms of what they're offering. But I think the market for Aptera is just well beyond what a lot of people believe that it's going to be. I I think there is an untapped market for a lower cost. You know, that's both just the initial purchase price and and the the total cost of operation, which factors in the solar charging that, that is going to reduce the cost of operations as well as the maintenance of a composite vehicle. It's it's a market that other companies are in automakers. They're just completely ignoring, and I think it's a huge potential market. You know, when you look at small, efficient, and lower cost EVs, you know, other than maybe the aforementioned Elio motors, and and now there's also Tello, which is making a a pickup truck that's in the this over the same. It takes up the same overall footprint as a Mini Cooper, but it has it's a practical vehicle. But other than that, electric vehicle startups that I see, they're all much larger, much heavier, much more expensive vehicles. And and the traditional automakers have they they haven't really offered many or different alternatives to that. They're all going bigger when Aptera is going, 
you know, is asking the question of like, well, how little do we actually need in order to make a practical vehicle? And so this this seems really straightforward in, in terms of, you know, explaining that I think there's a huge market for Aptera, but, you know, Aptera is about to raise $30 million by auctioning the, the first 2,000 reservation slots because they've developed an extremely popular car that a lot of people want. You, you know, you can... You can't auction something that's not popular. You know, people just won't show up. You know, they could have said, um, "Oh, you know, we're, you know, we're," you know, and these slots they're, they're expensive. You need to put in a a, a minimum ten thousand dollar investment. They could have put that out, and and they could have gotten crickets, and then said, "Well, actually, you know, we'll accept a five thousand dollar investment," and they still might have gotten crickets. And there are a number of electric vehicle startups that, if they said, "Oh, you know, would you like to invest uh, uh, five thousand dollars?" They wouldn't get much of much of anything because people people don't trust them, but also people aren't interested in in that vehicle. And when it comes to the actual market of Aptera, I've just I've lost count of the number of people that I think they see the shape and the design, and their their initial reaction is this looks too different, and no one is going to buy that. That it looks like a science project. No one would want that because they they don't want it and they're sort of projecting that other people don't and it's it's a completely understandable position just due to how different it looks um, from you know pretty much every car that's ever existed but you know, if, if I'm ever given the chance to sort of to sort of explain why I think there is a, a market it's it starts with the fact that there's a growing body of evidence that, that this is a very very in-demand vehicle and, and there's a huge market for ultra efficient vehicles in general the, the first comes from the pre-order numbers at over forty-five thousand, which is much larger than any other startup that that has yet to deliver a, a vehicle and, and that's sort of reflected in the 30 million dollars that they've raised from the accelerator program it's an unheard of level of interest at this early stage no other and, and you have these companies that people think of as very popular. They didn't get that level of interest early on. And then you saw that interest explode once they got into production. If if Aptera follows the same pattern of other companies, it, you know, the you know, the I guess the increase from initial pre-order phase and initial interest and investment to the actual delivery phase, then you're talking about um tens of thousands of you know hundreds of thousands of people who are likely interested in this this vehicle you know the second piece of evidence that that i think is goes a long way towards indicating that there is a market for this is is when you look at the the partnerships that aptera has been able to develop you know with with cpc group with yazaki who developed the the wiring harness and with ctns the the battery cell suppliers these are all tier one suppliers in the auto industry and they're all companies with a lot of expertise in the auto industry who will have done their due diligence on well you know what is what is likely going to be this the the business that will result from this relationship um how many parts do i do we think that we're going to be able to sell to aptera and that's going to be based off of what the market size that aptera is going to be able to do aptera will have to have answered those questions for for cpc before they entered into that that partnership and so if you're when you're when you're saying like i don't think there's a market for this what you're also i mean you know i don't want to get into do too much in into um 
sort of it's not quite a, a celebrity endorsement of like, oh, you know, if this company likes it, then it must be good. But there were a lot of people that looked at the investments that Amazon and Ford made into Rivian, and they looked at that as a good sign of like, well, clearly they must have a good company because otherwise these respectable companies wouldn't be making this investment. That the same the same logic applies here with with CPC that has worked with a number of giants in the Italian auto industry, you know, Ferrari, uh, Lamborghini, Maserati. Um, you know, they they have worked on Formula One vehicles, or I believe they provided parts for Formula One vehicles, and it indicates that there are there are key partners who will have done their due diligence on what the market potential is for Aptera before they got as involved as as they as they were you know if, if these companies thought that you know either aptero is working on vaporware or you know it, there was hardly any people that they're going to be able to sell this vehicle to they wouldn't have you know they wouldn't have dedicated the amount of time that they've they've done even if aptero is going to say look we have this money um cpc we'd love for you to make these massive you know dedicate this time and resources to make these steel molds so that you can make these composite parts CBC would just would they you know that they're not a charity they would not they would not give the time because their time is it's not just about the money it's, it's a time that they could spend doing other things they would not be working with Aptera if they did not believe that there was a massive market and, and I understand that these are polarizing vehicles I just think that you know the folks who who are doubting about the market they're going to realize in the next couple of years that Perhaps their personal preferences aren't as universally held as, as they maybe believe that they are. And obviously, Aptera is going to need to, to begin actual production and deliveries of the vehicle to prove my points and prove that that what I'm saying for this market is, is correct. But all signs are, are pointing to a smoother production ramp than any other EV startup and, and that they will actually be able to, to deliver on their, their promise. People want an, an electric vehicle that they can afford and that has meaningful range. And that's Aptera and there's not much else out there. So wrapping things up, the accelerated program, it just feels like another example of feats that only Aptera could promise or accomplish. And it's not gonna be the last one, uh, I guess, achievement by the company or the last feather in their cap. And I, I feel like I change my mind every month on on what's the most underrated component of Aptera, but just that detailed assembly facility planning and the design work that was put into it is such a huge advantage over pretty much the entire auto industry. And once they start delivering uh, these vehicles, another company is going to have to follow that composite design to approach anything close to Aptera. And that's not even to mention the the potential for for perfect builds that basically mean that you know once they've got now that they're in the production intent, like that's it. There, there's no there's no additional testing that's required of like well. Did we did we make things right? Are are we building? Nope. It, it that's just it. You know they made the molds and, and they're ready to go, and no other uh, no other automaker, no other electric vehicle startup is going to be able to do that. So it'll it'll probably take um, you know going back to accelerate. We're probably looking at another few weeks. Um, you know maybe we'll make it to March before those 147 slots are are gone. And so if you've got a stack of cash just laying around, you, 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 you've got to move fast. Uh, they're going quickly.
And that concludes episode 147 of the App DVs podcast. I hope you found this episode interesting. If you enjoy the podcast, please tell a friend so that we can continue to grow the App Terror movement. I also include my referral link in the show notes, which you can use for $30 off your $100 refundable deposit on an App Terror. App DVs podcast is available on all major podcasting platforms, including Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and all of your favorite platforms. If you have any questions or feedback, including corrections, please send those to appevspodcast at gmail.com. Thank you to OS50 for the song Movies, and in the words of Jeff Kanata, think about what you put out into the world. Make it a better place. 